Brace yourself and buckle up. You are about to hear a life-changing, history-making, world-defining message from the New Birth Podcast. Tell everybody you know, things will never be the same. 2 Kings, 2 Kings, the 8th chapter. We're commencing at the first verse, going down to the 6th verse. Bless the name of God. Amen. I'm going to be reading from the English Standard Version, so it'd be slightly different if you have King James. But 2 Kings, the 8th chapter, commencing at the first verse, going down to the 6th verse, and reads on this wise. And you have, you may be spawned by stating, I have the word. Now Elisha had said to the woman whose son he had restored to life, Arise. And depart with your household and sojourn wherever you can. For the Lord has called for a famine and it will come upon the land for seven years. So the woman rose and did according to the word of the man of God. She went with her household and sojourned into the land of the Philistines seven years. And at the end of the seven years... Somebody shouted, ended. When the woman returned from the land of the Philistine, she went to appeal to the king for her house and her land. Now the king was talking with Gehazi, the servant of the man of God, saying, tell me all the great things that Elisha has done. And while he was telling the king how Elisha had restored the dead to life, Behold, the woman whose son he had restored to life appealed to the king for her house and her land. And Gehazi said, My lord, O king, here is the woman, and her son is here with her, whom Elisha restored to life. And when the king asked the woman, she told him. So the king appointed an official for her, saying, restore, somebody shout restore. All that was hers, together with all the produce, somebody shout all the produce, of the fields from the day that she left the land until now. Somebody shout hallelujah. Just for the next couple of moments, as you're taking your seat, turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, The king has granted release. The king has granted release. Look at somebody down your own and say, neighbor, the king has granted release. First and foremost, it's important for us to understand loss is the inevitability uh, of life. Uh, Everyone and anyone at any given time will experience loss. The unique thing about loss is that it's in every space or sphere of life. Loss is in business, in ministry, in family, in relationship. No matter the industry, loss is a possibility. Well, what is loss? According to the dictionary, loss is when something is no longer in your possession or control. Unable 
to be found or recovered. Unable to be found or recovered. According to the dictionary, if it can be recovered, then it's not really a loss. If that is the case, then how can we identify with recovery as it pertains to loss? I believe I penned a terminology called transitional loss. Transitional loss. Transition is the act of passing from one state or place to the next, an event that results in a transformation. Transitional loss then, it's when you experience an event that forces you to let go of the familiar and face the future with a feeling of vulnerability. Whether positive or negative, life transitions cause us to leave behind the familiar and force us to adjust. Some of you are going through it right now. You're adjusting to things and things that you're experiencing and life circumstances, to new ways of living. They can often leave us feeling completely unprepared, feeling shocked, angry, sad, and withdrawn. Any significant loss makes most people fearful and anxious, whether planned or unexpected, positive or negative, with warning or without warning, subtle or dramatic. Life transitions will force you to shift. That's what's happening in this particular text. In this particular text, this woman is experiencing a loss that she is unprepared for. She is warned that she must leave the place where she lives. This is the Shunammite woman. Shunem was a place, a little town in the area of Israel where Issachar was given their land. It's a place in Issachar. Those that were there understood the times. The scripture talked about the children of Issachar, how they understood the times and the seasons. This particular woman lives in the city and lives in the town of Shunem. And she's the Shunemite woman. When we look at the history of the Shunemite woman, this is the same Shunemite woman who when she saw the man of God passing by, thought to build a room in her own household to take care of the man of God. This is also the Shunammite woman that when the prophet saw her gracious gift to him, he desired to do something nice for her and asked her what is it that she would want and then prophesied, by this time next year, you will have a child. She was birthing a child the next year. This is the same Shunammite woman that when the child got sick and died in the field, ran, took the child, put him in the room that she built for the man of God. And when the man of God came, he laid on the child and the child was restored back to life. This Shunammite woman experienced all these things in the house. In the same house, she is now told by the same man of God to leave the house. I need you to understand, you could see the dramatic emotions that's attached to this particular place, but yet and still she is told she must leave it. 
You can see and feel this mother, how she had experienced all these things at this place, but yet she is told to leave it. She is told to leave it. And one thing that is surprising to me is there is not one rebuttal coming from this woman. She's willing to be obedient to the man of God. I believe in this hour, it is not about how much money you have, how many degrees you got, but it's about your obedience. Can you be obedient when it doesn't feel right? Can you be obedient when it makes you feel vulnerable? Can you be obedient when you feel like you're losing everything after obeying? The Bible says that this woman did nothing but she left. She left and the Bible says, the man of God said, go dwell wherever you desire to dwell. And she dwelled in the land of the Philistines. The issue with this particular text here is that the Philistines were long enemies of Israel. And so she had to dwell in the place where she is isolated because she could not serve any new moons. She could not preserve her Sabbaths. She did not have a temple to go to for worship. She's in the midst of isolation. And one thing about loss and transitional loss is when you're going through transitional loss, it will leave you feeling like you are isolated and in it all by yourself. Oh, but touch a neighbor, say neighbor, I thank God that God is the type of God who will never forget. He remembers every seed that you have sown. He remembers every gift that you have given. Somebody shout, God will not forget. This woman, she is in the land of the Philistines and the scriptures, and I'm almost finished, not going to hold you long. The scriptures clearly states to us that she has now stayed there for seven years. Seven years have now lapsed, and the famine is now over, and she decides to go back to the king to cry for her household and her land. Now you need to understand this while she is on the way Elisha is not there but Gehazi his servant is present Gehazi is talking to the king on behalf of the woman I need you to understand this the problem in the text is in chapter 5 of second book of Kings Gehazi is cursed by Elisha because he goes behind the man of God's back and takes a offering a gift from Naaman who the man of God had rejected the gift from and yet and still Gehazi we find him after being cursed and making a mistake he is talking to the king that is something some say chronologically that is not in order but one theologian looked at it Matthew Henry he says uh, isn't it funny and ironic that grace is even simplified right here in this text because though you messed up and made a mistake though you may have dropped the ball somewhere in your life though you may feel like you've been rejected and put out of your position the king is still willing to talk to oh come on look at your neighbor say neighbor the king is still willing to talk to me and it doesn't matter 
whether you like me or not or receive me or not it don't matter I didn't come to talk to you I came to talk to the king look at your neighbor and say stop talking to your friend stop talking to people who don't really like you about what you're going through and what you need talk to the king is there anybody in here who came in here with the mindset I came here to talk to the king they don't have to play the music they don't have to sing my best song they don't have to push me and pump me up or pry me into praise I came to talk to the king somebody shall talk to the king talk to the king talk to the king oh the bible says that as she is approaching Gehazi he is talking to the king and telling the king her story it is amazing here because oftentimes we don't like people to talk about us but I need you to understand sometimes God will hide the door to your next level in the mouth of a naysayer look at somebody and say neighbor would you continue to talk about me do you know that it's publicity do you know they're just opening the door into your next level they're talking but something is about to happen they're talking but God is about to send a release somebody say let them talk Glory be to God. Mm, the Bible says that Gehazi is speaking and the woman begins to show up. When she shows up, the Bible says that she looked and Gehazi says this is the woman and her son. Now most theologians believe that her husband who was older had died about this time. And so she went away one way and came back another another yet we see the bible says she requests and appeals to the king for her house because the king heard about her story about the works of elisha he granted that the house be released now this is different because when you go into first kings when elijah the mentor of elisha is dealing with a widow woman in the midst of a famine the Bible says the man of God tells her make me a cake first and you know the story that the barrel mill and the crews of all throughout the famine never runs out that was a miracle but in this text this is not a miracle this is the providential power of God this is God structuring things to work out in your favor grab somebody and say you're waiting on a miracle and I just need God to move and I came to preach to somebody to tell you get ready God is about to move in your direction somebody shout hallelujah glory be to God the Bible says here that while this woman is there the king says give her her land give her her house I need you to understand something that's blind blowing the Bible says when the king 
announced that she should have her house and her land that the king also stated make sure you give her all the produce that has been there from the time she left until the time she arrived now now there is an issue in the text the first thing I want to deal with is the mere fact that when we begin this text we start out with a famine and my question to the text is how could there be seven years worth of produce glory be to God and we start out with a famine grab somebody and say neighbor how in the world could there be something growing in the midst of a famine I came to preach to somebody to tell you you've been in a famine but God is still working you've been in a dry place but God is still moving things seem like it's hindered but get ready eyes have not seen ears have not heard neither has it entered the heart of men what God got in store glory be to God I had to research it it blew my mind how in the world if there was a famine that there was fruit being produced there was vegetation being produced throughout the seven years she was gone she had a loss but it was a transitional loss because when we read the text the Bible says that when she got back there the king is talking about her receiving the produce of the land for seven years oh but touch your neighbor say neighbor this is God working this is God moving because what you need to understand in these days and times when there was a famine the king he would take seed and store it up in his home he would even take water and store it up you know the story of Joseph Joseph gave the wisdom seven years of famine seven years of plenteous and they stored up in the seven years of plenteous so when the seven years of famine came everybody had to go to Egypt for produce one theologian said this is the same thing that happens here this is not a miracle but the king has stored up seed as he took possession of the land he had stored up seed grab somebody by the hand and say neighbor God got stored up blessings God got stored up seed and all you got to do is sow up that's all you got to do you ain't got to fight you ain't got to argue you ain't got to fuss you ain't got to play politics grab somebody and say neighbor the only requirement is that you showed up that's what the Lord wanted you to get today that's why you had to be here it was raining it was hard for you to get here but grab your neighbor and say neighbor I'm 
made it here because the Lord wanted me to know that the king has granted a release a release in my business a release in my home a release in my ministry I need somebody leave your seat shake three hands and say neighbor the king has granted a release for seven years she had been out of the land but for seven years the land was producing what are you saying Daryl Hill she got retro touch somebody and say neighbor every year that you were in lack God is going to repay every year you were broke God is about to repay I'm about to sit down but I feel the Holy Ghost I feel breakthrough I feel release as I was coming to the church the Lord spoke to my spirit he said Daryl tell the people when they release I release if they release the praise I will release the breakthrough if they release the praise I release the blessing I need about five years to go to leaping go to shouting go to running and tell the devil you thought it was a loss but it ain't a loss if it can be recovered it's a transition it's a passing through from one state to the next many are the afflictions of the righteous but God will deliver from them all honey somebody open your mouth and declare I got it I got it I I dare open your mouth and shout I got it, I got it, I got it The devil tried to make me give up But I got just what I need Release, speak it down your own Release, speak it in the atmosphere Release, speak it on your children Release, touch your wallet Touch your pocketbook And shout release A release A release Has just been granted Yeah 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 If you got it Somebody Open your mouth And shout Somebody shout, I got it, I got it, I got it. Hey! Hey! 
From the time it looked like a loss until the time she showed up again for seven years. Seven years. Seven years. As if in the eighth year she had more than she had when she started the first year. I would that you talk three people around you and say, neighbor, more is coming, more is coming, more is coming, get ready, more is coming, get ready, God's gonna blow your mind, more is coming, get ready, you wasn't expecting it, more is coming, you've been in the worst season for the past seven years, but more is coming, you wanted to give up, some of you were suicidal, but more is coming, more is coming, come on, go behind you, tell them more is coming, more is coming, more is coming, more is coming, come on, tell them on the side of you, more is coming, more is coming. More, you can't die right now. You can't quit right now. You can't throw in a towel right now. More is coming. The king has regretted a release. The king has granted a release. I need somebody to open your mouth and shout real loud in here. In 1 Kings, there was a miracle. Same scenario, same situation. 2 Kings, this is not a miracle. This is a setup. This is not a hocus pocus. This is because the king was responsible enough to store up. See, I think that's the problem with the church. Sometimes we keep preaching miracle and we don't preach stewardship. Stewardship. Buying a car should not be a miracle. Getting a house should not be a miracle. It should rely on good stewardship. Seven years, no rain, nothing growing, but the land was still producing. in the midst of a famine. The people of God, when we 
adhere to the principles of God, I don't care what happens in the economy. We will still be producing. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Based on principle. When I'm giving, I don't need no one to give me a prophetic word for me to give. I don't need no one to call out my bank account or my checkbook number. I don't need that because I understand principle. Right where you are, right where you are. I have four more minutes left right where you are. I want you to grab that person by the hand who's next to you. I want to pray right where you are as an altar. That becomes your altar right where you are. That's your altar. That's your altar. Sometimes when you have gone through loss, it can bring you in a state of isolation and make you feel like you're the only one going through it. Especially when you've been faithful. We're not talking about someone who has not been a blessing to the man of God. We're talking about someone who's been faithful. She built a room for the man of God. When she was going through a problem, she said, all is well. Because she had faith in the man of God. We're talking about somebody who was faithful. And when you have been faithful and still go through loss, it can isolate you. It can frustrate you. But you got to believe in God's providential power. That he is up to something. He is orchestrating something. He's moving parts and pieces. He's bringing things together. All you got to do is show up at the appointed time. Some of you for the past seven years, you had a lot of loss. Lord says today marks your day of a release. As I begin to pray, I want you to start praying for that hand you're touching. And I tell my church, if you pray within, it stays within. Pray out in the atmosphere. Speak it out. Speak it out. Pray for that person you're touching. Because before it happens for you, you got to make it happen for someone else. Come on, begin praying. Begin praying. There's a move of God. God wants to do something in this place. Some of you felt like you were stagnated, felt like some blessings were held up, felt like some opportunities, doors were shut. But I hear the Holy Ghost say, get ready, get ready. I'm about to blow your mind in this next season. The year has been promising you some things, but the year is not over yet. Before, before the end of the year, it's going to happen. Some of you just a couple of weeks away from your breakthrough, from your release. Come on, begin praying, praying, pray for that person, pray for that sister pray for that brother come on pray 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 the enemy that's what he's been trying to do to get you to quit to get you to quit to get you to stop praying stop seeking stop looking for God to do it but the devil is a liar the devil
devil is a liar. He's a liar. It's about to happen. It's about to happen. What you lost, God says, I'm going to give it back seven times even greater. I'm going to bless you even the more. Come on. Come on. Begin praying. Come on. Some of you pray in your tongues. Pray in your supernatural spirit. Come on. Pray in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. We praise you, God. We thank you. You are king. You are Lord. You have supreme rulership over our lives. We thank you. We trust you, God, in the name of Jesus. Some of us has lost a lot of things. We lost a lot of relationships. We lost a lot of money. We lost a lot in business. But Lord, we trust you. We trust you. We have showed up today just to make our request known. Just to make our request known. Lord, we ask God that you give it back. That you release unto us, God, what's due, Father. We thank you. We trust you because you give back in interest. You give back more than what we lost. We thank you for it. In the mighty name of Jesus, we praise you for it. We give you the glory. We give you the honor. Come on, Zion. Come on, pray them through. Pray them through today. Pray them through. Come on, just a couple more seconds. I feel a move of God. Come on, pray them through. In the name of Jesus. Yes, it's not over. Yes, it's not over. God says more. God says more. God says more. Now, if you believe it, release that hand and loose your praise. Loose your praise. Come on, give him glory. Come on, give him glory. Come on, give him glory. Somebody shout release. Somebody shout release. Somebody shout release. Come on, shout it again. Now praise him for your release. Give him the glory for your release. Come on. Come on. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. Come on, praisers. Come on, worshipers. Yes. Hallelujah. Release, release. I hope you are energized that you don't need an energy drink. What you just heard should have you off and running, chasing your dreams, pursuing your purpose, and answering your call. If this was a blessing, share it with somebody else. Don't be selfish. This is what God gave you so that you can be a blessing to somebody who needs it worse.